0: You're listening to episode five of Fresh Floppies.
1: Yay! What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother, love, and geek nation? You're currently tuning in to Fresh Floppies episode Cinco. Yeah. <laughs> and what's, a, what's a floppy? Real quick, give it to me.
0: A uh, floppy is a single-issue comic book. It's one of those uh, uh, periodicals that's on the, sh- on, on the rack, on the shelf, on the spinner. Mm-hmm. It's just one chapter in a long, ongoing story that sometimes spans 80 years.
1: And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's not going to be any spoilers, so don't you worry your pretty little noggins about it. This is something that you can listen to on the way to the local comic shop to pick up your books. We're going to give you some recommendations, maybe some... D- you know, disrecommendations. <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> uh, it is I, now. I,
0: we 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 um we, we do we? not we do not have a negative show. No. So no. We will. There's. We a, will neg you. We, yeah. Um. Are you really gonna wear that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's
1: what you want. <laughs> I that's mean,
0: you know what? It's a it's a strong choice. You do you. Um, (laughs) You're so brave (laughs) (laughs) We're never going to be outwardly negative about a book uh, But when something we don't like We're going to do our very best to talk about exactly why we didn't like it And mileage may vary depending on who you are So there is a book today that we're going to talk about That neither (laughs) was really enjoyed But it's totally worth having a conversation And not to just shit on like some other fans Yeah Yeah should we get started? Let's just, let's let's jump out of the gate with a book that I think we both enjoyed. I didn't ask your opinion. You know what? That's true. You, you, you go ahead and start. Okay. Doctor Strange
1: number one, legacy numbering 427 came out this week with a glorious painted cover by Alex Ross. So we're going to start with our presentation. Immediately, that is a Doctor Strange cover. Oh yeah. All, all of the, the, um, the, <clears throat> Layout and all of the snazzy diddle doos that are on the cover.
0: Snazzy diddle out the wazoo. Out the, yeah, just I, I mean, all I think of is, is uh, diddle doos. The uh, the little the gobules, yeah. chlorbin with their tentacles in the back and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> they do be chlorbin. <laughs> um, uh, so immediately, I oh, that's the classic Doctor Strange. He's got the classic costume. I'm in. I like this. I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I'll always try a new number one. And it's written by your dude Jed McKay with art by my dude Pasquale Ferry who I like very much he's done a lot of really cool spidey stuff um and so that's like oh that's a good team I know Noel tells me that the black cat that Jed McKay was doing is awesome
0: it is uh um, it still remains to be the best run of it made me fall in love with Felicia Hardy I actually I've always kind of just liked her
1: yeah like, but she's cool
0: she's an A plus Marvel character now
1: and the Omnibus is coming out, which I'm going to pick up and read because I have, of what you told
0: me. I have all the trades or nice, I yeah. would jump on that bad yeah. boy.
1: Um, so, all right. This is Jed McKay. He's continuing his run of Doctor Strange. Am I correct?
0: Yes. This is kind of one of those disjointed runs kind of thing, but it's really funny. So it started um, with the Death of Doctor Strange miniseries, mm. which was uh, with art by Lee Garbett which was really, really good. Uh, And they literally killed Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. So, and then for the 10 issues after that was just Strange, which was his wife, Clea Strange, Mm -hmm. picking up the pieces and being the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth while also trying to find him, bring him back, resurrect him, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That... Series concluded, and this is now the relaunch of Doctor Strange, which I guess is like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that, is, that is one of the first things about this book that I noticed, because I, I don't have a lot of Doctor Strange
1: history, and I certainly don't have much uh, Cleo, Clea Strange, letters to Clea, um, uh, experience, but I like this married couple just working together. Yeah.
0: i sucker for that. I love that. And uh, so uh, uh, I guess a quick refresher of Clea Strange. She is, I don't remember or know when they did get married, mm-hmm. but it was in a, another run that I never read. Um, she's the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. Mm-hmm. She's the niece of Dormammu. <laughs> and her mom, I forget her name, Lilith or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, so she is a murderous dark wizard Mm. who just so happens to be in love with a uh heroic sometimes morally ambiguous (laughs) hero in 616
1: new kink unlocked yeah
0: (laughs) basically but um during her run which is a great 10 issues really strong fun 10 issues um she becomes the warlord of new york and (laughs) the sorcerer supreme she's she's dope uh clea is super dope and then the the uh the back and forth between these two is just so fun, and and they. At first, I was a little kind of like, "Oh, where's Wong?" Because that's mm-hmm. a that's a lot of extra energy you've got. Now you've got a, a, a twosome and Bats, the dog. Um. So there's no really room for Wong. So they do something different with Wong that I thought was actually really cool on his own little side quest.
1: Bats is um the dog from the Jason Aaron run. Donnie Cates. One? Oh, the Cates. Oh, yeah,
0: Donny Cates created Bats.
1: Um, I'm, I'm trying to do some quick googling to find out when they got married. Um, 1988
0: maybe. Oh, while you're while you're doing on the fly research, because that's yeah. what, that's that's what this book's all about. I want to talk about the actual book. It's um, yeah. it is a strong book. It's definitely a good jumping on point. Oh, yeah. Um, they do just introduce like the first page is a nine panel grid of the last like maybe 15 issues of Doctor Strange. Um, I want to talk about Pascal Ferry for a hot second. Let's do it. Um, I do love his work. Mm. I've always loved his work, but, but it feels like he's mimicking almost like a Marcos Martín in the faces. I do bit. see
1: a little Marcos Martín, which
0: yeah. is, I don't, I don't love that for him. Mm. I, I miss his acting, his facial acting. Yeah. And these look a little cleaner line or like thinner line kind of more caricature like Marcos Martín or Javier Rodriguez does. Mm-hmm. And well, I love that also, I guess I was just, I, I was just looking for a little bit more Pasquale Ferry.
1: Expressiveness? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is a very creative penciler. Uh, his artwork is always, I, I kind of put him alongside, without being too much like Trad Moore. he does have Tradmore qualities, uh-huh. um, which I think is perfect for Doctor Strange, but he does feel a little reserved here.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably that's uh, a much more articulate way of saying it. though because um, there's nothing wrong. I absolutely love the panel layouts. Yeah, I absolutely love the progression of the panels because I had absolutely no issues kind of flowing with the story. It's just every time that we get kind of a close up on Strange or Clea and their character designs, it doesn't. I just didn't love it. Hmm. Like, um, I don't love his haircut. Okay. I don't love the mustache being oh, so I tiny. See. I see. I like the designs that just the actual like character designs and facial acting just seems so reserved. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it's obviously a style choice because it's all the main characters, Yeah. but, um, but I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm thinking Pasqual Ferry on like Thor and stuff where it's just, it's a lot of like grimacing and action. <sighs> Um, but maybe that'll happen either way. It wasn't like, it's not like it's a deterrent. This book was, I think it's a gorgeous book. Yeah. This book Um, was fun as hell.
1: I, I, I do see what you're saying about the facial, um, the expressions and the acting and and what have you. It's mostly
0: just on strange (laughs) Mm -hmm. because there's some like excellent Clea scenes in here. Yeah. Where she's just bug nuts. I love him drawing daredevil, (laughs) but, Oh um, yeah.
1: With the beard and everything.
0: (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I just, um, and, and also too, we, this is recency bias the the last design for dr strange at the end of the of the strange run with yeah. Clea was so cool
1: was that with the beard and everything yeah the, fr- like in the first
0: the panels beard and gray hair because he was doing something for death it, yeah he just looked so his arms are all
1: wrapped up he's like part mummy part doom mm-hmm. yeah it's very cool but i i do also respect this classic look yeah
0: I guess I've never liked it. Now that I'm thinking mm. about it, like uh, it's so much. There's the, so much happening. The leopard gloves and the yeah. like. I guess I've just never really dug it. <laughs> yeah. Every time that there's kind of a, um, uh, the Jason Aaron with the with the spinning axe and the mm. like. I, I've always kind of dug those a little bit more than even the even the MCU ish version of mm. robes on top of robes and clasps as opposed to the like weird dragon bat kind of symbol on a T-shirt. Look, yeah, I'm not yeah. a giant fan of it. Well,
1: fair enough. Uh, they do a thing here that I really like in first issues, and it sort of places the character within the confines of the mm-hmm. universe that they're in. So basically he is a um, <clears throat> magician. What's the word? Um, people come to him for help. A consulting doctor. Yeah, so yeah. he's a consultant uh, of the mystic arts. And so <laughs> you kind of get a Spider-Man scene. You get a Luke Cage scene. Uh, you get Black Cat, of course. You get Doctor uh, Doom nice little thing with dr doom daredevil etc so i like when the characters are you have a huge sandbox of characters yeah throw them all in i i love seeing other characters in a solo book Agreed. just to see how they interact and
0: dr strange just kind of perfectly plays with all of those other Mm -hmm. aspects of the universe
1: yeah yeah um so basically the story here is uh there's a warlord of another realm mm-hmm. and they want, wind, he winds up murdering somebody in front of both Clea and Dr. Strange, uh, Steven. And I guess they're both Dr. Strange.
0: Um, she's, I don't think she's a, I don't think she's, she, she didn't go to Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> she didn't go to, cause I was going to say they should name doctor the book
0: School? Doctor's Strange, but oh, no, she's not, cool. she's not a doctor.
1: Um, yeah. and, uh, that's a great title. I would love that. <laughs> uh, and so that guy murders, a slave in front of them. And yeah. Dr. Strange is like, all right, we're going to go. And Clea's like, what do you, we, he murdered a dude in front of us. Yeah. This will not stand. I cannot abide this.
0: As the warlord of New York. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and then it goes on from there. So it's, it's set up a very interesting conflict between this husband and wife. And uh, I'm curious to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. They both have different kind of tactics. Um, I the, I want to take this opportunity to say that the Dr. Strange book, no one talks about it, but it has been a solid, monthly comic book for about five or six years now. Mm. The Jason Aaron run was awesome. The Donny Case run was awesome. Damnation was awesome. Mark Waid's run was fucking awesome. Oh, that's right. And then it went right into Jed McKay. Yeah. Like people, uh, I think the the best, most consistently written book in Marvel is Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It's just run after run of just like awesome yeah. and it's still yeah. good. Doctor Strange doesn't get talked about, but it's so, it, it there hasn't been too much of a weak point in the last, from my estimation, in yeah. in the last decade, and it's just slept on.
1: That's good to hear. I mm. am not, a, like I said, I'm not a huge Strange fan. Well, you're stupid, um, but uh, I do know that all of those runs have been uh, very solid. I've heard from a lot of people that like, like I like, I like the Jason Aaron run. Um, I'm trying to remember the Donny Cates run.
0: It was um, Loki was the Sorcerer Supreme, <clears throat> and he was working as a veterinarian, a fi- <laughs> as a veterinarian. Resurrecting I did not read that. Resurrecting Animals. What um, that's yeah. awesome. You should we should read it. It's wonderful. Okay. It's only it's like ten issues long and it ends with the damnation crossover oh, event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I read. Was, that yeah, was fun. So like it actually Las Vegas in, in hell. Cur- yeah. In the current solicitations. There's oh. a uh trade paperback, Doctor Strange by Donnie Cates. Oh. And it's just all complete collection. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right. What do you got next? The, what's the next one you're gonna talk about?
1: I'm gonna talk about Dawn of DC, Superman number two uh when Marilyn moonlight strikes by joshua williamson
0: he just read the whole cover to you i'm surprised you didn't <clears throat> do the actual rest of the edition. 499 dc US, ages 13 presents. plus number uh, two dawn of dc colon superman <laughs> number one here's the barcode
1: 761 <laughs> um and drawn by jamal campbell uh i there, there's a super Sans going on right now my brother uh, uh is
0: it a super Sans yet it will be yeah. a couple more issues how many how many How many issues Um, how many issues is a super sans this, this is actually how many issues is, sans? This well, is a sans this, this is a decent conversation not, not to be when do you start say when do you start doing cartwheels because a book just blows you away is it three is it four
1: well here's the thing though I'm including John Kent Superman ever since super, oh. John Kent became Superman
0: I have been reading so, Superman. I consider that a Taylor-sance because all the Tom Taylor books have oh, been I phenomenal.
1: Well, I would have said that, except now it's Action now it's Comics Super-Sans? is also very good, and uh, Superman is very good, and Super- Adventures of Superman is very good.
0: Okay, I guess it's a super-sance. Yes! To take it away from Tom Taylor. Tom uh, Taylor, bring it up. Yeah. It's a know. Nightwing-sance. Uh, uh, a Titan-sance. Uh, yeah, there uh, it is. Okay, Uh
1: ahead. So, yeah, man. Cal els back. This is his second issue. He's now in charge of... Uh, he's been left... From Lex Luthor, uh, his corporation, which is now t- called Supercore. and um, they have the—I don't know if they're going through a bunch of villains at this point, because so far it's just um, the what's his name?
0: I don't know. Oh, I you didn't read, read it. I read the first guy. issue. This is all the you parasite. Yeah, yeah, it's the
1: parasite. They are taking the parasite through multiple mutations and making it oh, cool. more and more badass. Cool. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's a very cool idea that they've done. He can now make clones of himself. He can, There's a bunch of them. And every time you defeat one of them, he could just split off into two more. Um, which I is... God. Look at that. Look at that. It's that is, awesome.
0: That's very pretty.
1: Uh, and the art by Jamal Campbell is fantastic. Um, and we're. I don't know if Marilyn Moonlight is a redo of a character from previous years, or if this is a brand new character. She feels brand new. Hmm. And... She is. We also run into her a little bit. I'm not going to spoil her, but basically, they're dealing with Parasite, who is a classic Superman villain whose goal is to just drain Superman of his energy and he power. gets bigger and grosser as he gets, as he gets more energy. Um, except now there's thousands of him mm. and they're sort of taking over Metropolis and they've sucked all of the power out of Metropolis, so it's, everything's gone dark meanwhile the past two issues you've got lex luther who can't hear superman they don't have a two-way communique he just whispers in his jail cell mm-hmm. knowing that superman can hear every word he says
0: because he pays it to, like that was in the last issue he pays attention to some very specific things he's always paying attention yeah. to like lois's heartbeat mm-hmm. john's voice and lex's lex's <laughs> voice
1: yeah. yeah so he's just in his jail cell just whispering just nice. sort of taunting Superman, like, you should let me out, I can help you with this. <laughs> oh, wow. You're an idiot, you're not letting me out, I can fix this.
0: Um, um, what's going on with, you know what, no, I'll, I'll read it. But I, I want to say, I, I did like the first issue a lot, I, Um, but I was cautiously optimistic and just holding back on on until a couple issues kind of stack up. I understand up.
1: Uh, like, like, I think we said the last issue that we talked about this, um, I don't care for Joshua Williamson.
0: I... I care for him as a person. I'm sure he's lovely. I just yeah, his he,
1: if you invite him he'll bring a snack.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's probably like a good one, not like a packaged one. Like
1: like a homemade
0: like salsa, like yeah, homemade salsa, yeah, not yeah. the twist can shit. Um and like the good chips, not the ones that fall apart yeah, when yeah, you dip yeah. them. Like I want oh, a chip, I, I want a chip that could handle a scoop of guacamole, mm-hmm. not and break off. That's yeah. not that's not how I roll and I don't and that's think not Josh I don't Williams think that's how style. Josh Williams rolls. No. No, he um he is Mr. DC now, Um, and I have maybe only enjoyed about forty percent of his output. Uh, Twenty it's for me. I'm always more generous with you the are. Uh, percentages than you are. <laughs> like I, I, I enjoyed Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah. but it, I enjoyed it more for what happened after than the, like the exercise of reading it. Um,
1: I enjoyed reading it. And then when it was over I was like that was oh. useless.
0: <laughs> so I'm hoping this isn't just a strong start. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, I the the Philip Kennedy Johnson stuff I read a good chunk of it and the War World stuff was pretty fun but mm-hmm. it seemed um very limited. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend. If you're even mildly interested in Superman, even if you're not, I'm not interested in Superman. I
0: but think This is off to a
1: great start. This
0: will be I'm, I'm getting my I'm getting personally I'm getting my Superman uh, in world's finest, but this seems like, uh, if this is as strong as you say, mm-hmm. this is going to be a trade that we probably push on tons of people in the show. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a good jumping on point, up. and yeah. it's beautiful art, just, we keep pushing this uh, first trade. Like, like, Nightwing, leaping into the light.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I do push yeah. that on everyone. Um, I would give it, because we keep, we're forgetting to do this. Oh! This, this is a pretty fresh.
0: It's pretty fresh? Three freshes. Uh, What? I, I don't describe numbers because I'm not that uh, important. It's what was Doctor Strange? very fresh. What was Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange pretty was... Fresh.
1: I think it's fresh. <laughs> That's not an option. It's Yeah, fresh. Pretty There's fresh. It's barely fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah, pretty fresh. Okay.
0: Well, is it very fresh? No, it's pretty fresh. It's okay. not very fresh. Very fresh is, is, is reserved for...
1: You know what? If Doctor Strange is pretty fresh, then Superman is very fresh.
0: Well, what if I said Doctor Strange is very fresh? We don't have to agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I... But no, if I'm sorry. If I'm giving Doctor Strange a pretty fresh, which I am. Yes. This is better than the Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. This is like really fun superheroes. Uh,
0: since you're uh, so um, obsessed with numbers, would it be three and a half? So that's uh, yes. pretty very, very pretty? Yes. About? What's another adjective it's very that's pretty. in between? Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly. <a> pre- <laughs> it's mostly fresh. It's mostly fresh. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about next?
1: Uh, your, your book. Oh, Neighbors. We're going to do Neighbors? Let's do, do Neighbors. neighbors. I'll tell you Neighbors. Uh, Boom Studios by Jude Ellison S. Doyle, with art by Letizia Cardonici and Alessandro Santoro. This is a brand new number one with a glorious, right off the bat, my favorite cover of the week. Yep. Uh, I don't ooh, who, who painted this? Um, uh, logo design, designer. Boopity boop, boop. Empty air. Variant cover. Oh, main cover by Miguel Mercado. We'll see if that might be him. Miguel anyway, this, this as soon as this came in, I went, "Oh, I'm going to read that," and it's right up my alley. It looks spooky. Uh, it's got a hand painted cover. The expression of the teen girl in the leather jacket keeps pulling my eye to it. It's just a yeah. really well done. Oh, the facial acting on it is wonderful. Um, the paper very as usual, Presentation. with boom. With boom, they got the really nice cardstock with um, sort of a satin matte finish on it, which is feels nice on the fingies. Um, and then we opened the book, and I went through the whole issue, a little confused. Mm. Uh, the art, uh, who apparently is the artist from something is killing the children, what the House
0: of Slaughter? That's not. That's not Werther, uh, but it does have the same kind of style. Um. I feel like there were a lot
1: of storytelling problems. Yeah. I was confused, uh, extremely confused by the end. Certain things like simple things like okay, this is a grown woman and not a teenager. Yeah. And has a teenage daughter, but looks like a teenager when we first meet her. Yeah. I kind of assumed when she first came in to get the little kid from the, the front yard of the old lady, the witchy lady. It's like, oh, okay, that's that must be her teen, the little boy's teen sister. Mm. Nope, that's his mother, and uh, she also has a teen daughter. So, just like drawing different ages was was a problem here.
0: Uh, this, without <clears throat> getting, I, I, we could talk. I I don't even know if we need to talk about the plot really because it's so far there. It's it's kind of like oh, spooky things in a in a house, and I don't know what's happening. Yes, but um, and there's something wrong with the neighbors. Yeah.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's the the name of the book.
0: Um, So this is a... To me, this is a a pretty good example of of just near missing with the language of comic books. Mm -hmm. So comic books are meant to be kinetic energy from panel to panel to draw your eye. And your eye, or your brain, does the... Uh, fills in the gaps in between because Mm -hmm. like the, the comic book art is just, it's supposed to be kinetic enough to just draw you from panel to (laughs) panel. So you perceive motion. Yes. It also should do that with the plot where even if they skip two people talking about something, it should have kind of that fill in the gap in your mind of like, Oh, they had that conversation. Now they're in the other room. You don't need to see them walking into the other room. Just like with an edit in a movie, you just perceive it. This works about 75% of the time where there will be a scene and then a progression that just is jarring and it feels like a scene was edited out and now these people are over here. Mm-hmm. But then there's also times when the camera, you know, for lack of a better word, the yeah. camera or the point of view shifts from left to right and I don't know if I'm in the same scene or if that's the same person or if it's a new person that's talking or making a threat. It's mm-hmm. It just feels like they randomly edited out chunks of scenes (laughs) and it's um it is not a very smooth read um which uh, it was a little upsetting because i i think there's probably a really good um spooky story in here yeah one of the things that i did like a lot was um they juxtapose the idea of uh haunted supernatural with trans panic which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. The, the, the patriarch of the house is a trans male and he is just uh, almost obsessively thinking that they clocked me, they see yeah. me. Yep. He has a underlying fear about every interaction he has mm-hmm. and that is a really, really interesting thing to play with when normally it's in your mind, but this time it might not be, mm-hmm. let's do something with this. But even that interaction and that kind of tension is sidelined and not really explored. Yep. I, I think there's just too much going Yet. on here. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think there's probably going to be more down the line. But, I, yeah, the, the I'm interested in what's happening. Um, as far as I can tell what's happening, Jamie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, they've set up these mysteries that I think are more mysterious than it's supposed to be because i find the storytelling to be mysterious itself um (laughs) i don't know from panel to panel sometimes what's happening like you said especially when night draws down and the neighbors start visiting the house um i thought it was one neighbor you thought it was one neighbor but it's two neighbors but they're having the same conversation that we just had yeah. um and I couldn't tell if they were at a new house or if this was a new person on a different night I, I couldn't quite tell. Um, the transitions between the scenes were so confusing um and then the the dad um leaves the house and then the little girl, the teen girl grabs the dad's hand, and then all of a sudden, is he inside the house? He's yeah, still- he
0: he wakes <clears throat> up inside the house, and then he wakes up. She seems different.
1: Oh, he wakes up. That's him waking up. Yeah, didn't
0: get that. Again, it's just it's like. Uh, so we are very used to reading um, big two professional comics. Mm-hmm. When you, it's just like with film criticism or just understanding the language of film. You could tell when something is like, even if it's just not very good or you don't like it, you could tell how maybe expertly crafted it is. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this feels more like a student film versus yes, a big Excellent. budget production. Excellent. Right? Or not even big budget. Uh, just a, uh, yeah, you're right. A professional yeah. production. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels more like a good ideas haphazardly put together versus good ideas, even basic ideas expertly crafted and, uh, presented as such, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, I'm probably not gonna read issue two. No,
1: I'm, no. Yeah. Um, I would like to, uh, mean, like, I want to want to, mm-hmm. because this seems right up my alley. I love boom. Yeah. I love the cover. Yeah. I love spooky shit. Yeah. Um, but this one just doesn't really do it for me. You know what it is? That teen girl looks a little bit like Allison, um, uh, Willow, the actress.
0: I don't think. So. Oh, the teen. The teen. Sure.
1: Give her red hair, and that's uh, that's Willow. Um,
0: anyway. I vehemently disagree with you. That's fine. Hey, this, we're maybe no this is friends. maybe this is a uh, uh, maybe maybe we'll realize or find out later on that this is a tale of of trade paperback versus mm-hmm. issue. Maybe this shouldn't have been issues. I yeah. I still contend that there are some comic books that should not be issue comic books because they don't actually tell sequential stories so much as we're gonna just randomly chunk apart this. Yeah, 120 page story.
1: That yeah, that that may work better in a, a yeah. Trade. yeah. If you so had it, it's possible 15
0: more pages of this, maybe it would have actually like <clears> hooked <throat> you more of, as a first yeah chapter. But anyway, um, I'm going to talk about a book that you didn't read because you don't like reading. Yeah, um, I do, I do hate it. Oh, what would you give this? Oh, oofa neighbors. Doofa. Okay, I'm going to neighbors see. gets a barely fresh one. I'm going to go with a barely fresh also, mm-hmm. and it's not. For lack of trying, uh, just, just not there, for me. Um, I'm going to talk about Swamp Thing Green Hell Number Three, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Doug Monkey mm. with Sean Mole. I love Doug Monkey. Doug Monkey. Um, so this is a three-issue, uh, Dark Label book. Black, black Label. Black Label. Dark. It's a, it's a dark book by mm. Black Label. Um, it is uh, in the. But let's do presentation. This is the super prestige format. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it? Super I prestige. There was a word that they were like. Didio like created a word for this. It was oh, like yeah? ultra prestige or super prestige. Sure. It's the magazine sized, um, perfect bound, perfect bound, uh, glossy print.
1: Oh, hey, for anyone who doesn't know, perfect bound. When you're looking at a comic book or a publication, perfect bound is when there is a nice, crisp edge to the to the binding
0: glued binding it's
1: glued uh, as opposed to most comic books which are stapled in the middle
0: yeah it's the difference between um uh like a, a tabloid magazine or a you know i don't know what magazines are still a perfect bound? I have no idea. Maxim. I don't read magazines. <laughs> Maxim? Is that still a magazine? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> That's. Uh, last time I bought magazines, I was puberty. The magazine. Eighteen, yeah. and it was Maxim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, so, Green Hell. This. Um, I read the first issue of this mm. a little over a year ago when it came out.
1: Oh, is that? I thought it was longer than that. But gone, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm almost positive it was a little over a year ago. Uh, and then issue two never came out. Uh, But then it did a month ago, and now issue three. This is a three-issue miniseries. Um, It's basically uh, post-apocalyptic. The uh, human population is dwindled to barely nothing in a spoiled planet. And the uh, parliaments, the Parliament of the Rot, the Parliament of the Green, the Parliament of the Red, which Uh is plants, animals, and decay, decide collectively, like, um... We're not getting, none of us are getting fed. Plants aren't growing, new people aren't being born, and that means new things aren't dying. Uh, let's just kill everything and start over. Nice. So the, the parliaments work together to completely eradicate the rest of humanity, in order to do that, they need um, a new uh, avatar of the green, a new green. As a the kids uh, say, that's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a new swamp thing. Yeah. Um, they pick a abusive, murderous piece of shit to become the Swamp Thing, and he just starts laying waste to other humans.
1: Oh, I see, because they need some... Right, that makes sense. At yeah. the
0: end of Issue 1, um, some villagers uh, go and seek the help of a recluse to help them kind of figure out what to do, hmm. and that happens to be a elderly John Constantine. Yes! My dude! This is Issue 1, so I'm not spoiling uh, all of it. Uh, John Constantine helps... Resurrect Alec Holland, and now it's Swamp Things versus Swamp Things in order to save what's left of the humanity, and the parliaments are um, the bad guys. Neat. Um, it is a big, messy, fun, goopy book. Uh, it's It's black label, so it's rated R uh, in, in language and content. Um, it is a horror book. It's um, Do we see Swamp Things dick? No. Oh. No, but it's implied.
1: There's, 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 that's a reference to the first black label book, which was a Batman book in which we saw the outline of bat, the bat
0: The bat Yeah. We saw Bruce's Wayne. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) Ha! Um, this was a fun horror read. Now it's, it's, it's very self-contained. Uh, having, uh, knowledge or read other, um, swamp thing in the past, obviously I got references. First of all, you know, the, the. The green, the, the red, the rot. Yeah. Uh, who some legacy characters are, uh, even who like you, you having that kind of knowledge is awesome. Needing it is not important. This is very much kind of a a, a a very standalone kind of fun book, which was the point of Black Label. Yeah. You know, just like kind of jumping in, telling a full story, and then jumping out. Um, I am hit or miss with Lemire. This was fun. Yeah. Um, Doug Monkey's art. Uh, is better in the first two issues than the third. The third seems a little rushed. However, little his stuff is just so kind of visceral anyway that it's, it's mostly forgiven. <coughs> Excuse me. Breathe. Don't die. Um, could have cut that out, but I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a fun book. You're, you're spoiling it for yourself.
1: Uh, I'm just looking at the art really. um, yeah, man, I love Doug Monkey. He's one of my all time faves. And there was a period of time there where he was getting so crisp and clean with his artwork that he and um, Peter J. Tomasi was, had worked by. Who was drawing a lot of the P.J. Tomasi stuff?
0: Uh, it was Gleason.
1: Gleason. Mm-hmm. That he and Gleason were a little inseparable, art- stylistically. Gleason uh, started off as a monkey rip. And then started to develop into his own style. But then because Doug Monkey was getting more and more crisp with his inking, or whoever was inking him, it started, Alame. To, Christian Alame. started to be a little bit samesy. Um, and this, Doug Monkey with Sean Mole. And it doesn't really say, it just says artists. Doug Monkey and Sean Mole. Um, so here's I'm the issue. If, I'm going
0: to give you issue two because I have it right here. Yeah. And it's Doug Monkey only. Oh. So I'm assuming he's inking himself. Oh, that is better. Having an anchor on the other one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh it took it took a year between issues 1 and 2, so I'm assuming maybe they um developed issues 2 and 3 together or yeah. closer to each other in order to speed along the p- solicitation process. Either way, they're strong. It's not it's not so egregious that it's like, "Oh my god, this is a different artist." No, it's very Doug, loose. Doug Monkey is um I associate him very closely with uh, final crisis and oh yeah he picked jg jones couldn't get more than two issues a year out yeah. Doug monkey filled in the back half oh okay and green lantern after that
1: yeah yeah green lantern yeah
0: he he is um i associate ivan reese and doug monkey with i with green lantern mm-hmm. 10 times more than i do with evs
1: oh i don't associate that guy with anybody other than the dick shittery
0: his designs his designs are very very ingrained in the late 90s early 2000s DC yeah. universe that's yeah. just you can't fight it it's annoying but uh, Gleason Tomasi Gibbons Doug Monkey, and Ivan Reese yeah. are Green Lantern as far as I'm concerned oh um, yeah, man oh and I'm sorry Johns but whatever uh, but yeah, th- uh, this is pretty fresh. This is really fun. I think it's going to get collected very soon in a nice hardcover. Um, but yeah, this was a fun like horror book. I it, it read like a movie. Yeah. It really did. Like It read very cinematic, and it's very good. I can't wait to
1: read the collected edition. I read the first issue when it dropped. I was very excited about it. It's good. And then it never... I was like, I even was worried that I forgot to order it for my customers. Yeah. I was like, whatever happened to issue two? And I had to like... F- Oh okay, it never happened. Okay, great.
0: Basically. Yeah. Um
1: so it just just finally two and three finally came out. Um I'm looking forward to picking this up in a collection.
0: It's yeah. a it's a very pretty book. It's good. Um I it there was a that period at the beginning of um the beginning of, of Black Label. Yeah. These super prestige or ultra prestige like one and dones were coming out like yeah. nobody's business. We were like uh Harleen Harleen Question Batman Damned, mm-hmm. um, The Birds of Prey one Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, oh, Hellblazer. Dead there Earth. were so many good ones, and then it just kind of dried up. I guess yeah. it's probably going to be something that they're not doing much anymore. That sucks. Um,
1: I like this initiative.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Black Label is still around. It's just not this super ultra prestige big books. It's yeah. it's the it's the Tom King of it all. He's got like three Black Label books going on. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. What do we got? Let's talk ASM. about ASM. Yeah, oh, wait. This
0: was pretty fresh. You said? Pretty fresh. Yeah. Okay. I said it. Yeah, Pretty ASM. Fresh 3. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Number 22, Legacy
1: numbering 916 by Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr., and Scott Hanna. Uh, this is continuing the story arc you've been waiting for, which is <laughs> what kicked off the this entire run 22 issues ago. And I'm enjoying it. I think this is fun. I think the presentation is, as we say every week, Marvel's mm. got the regular covers. Not with, that great. Not great. Um, the covers. I mean, the cover illustration by John Romita Jr. is nice. You've got a sort of white I don't, god just ripping yeah. into Spider-Man's
0: head. Way up, way up, way up. I um, have the um, Stefano Caselli cover.
1: Oh, you got. Oh, that is nice. Mm. Um, and they do something cool here when they're explaining what happened a year ago, mm-hmm. and they MJ and Spider-Man being um ferried off to another dimension where New York has been destroyed basically. It's a crater. And is that is that Paul? Yeah. And then we meet Paul. That's how we met Paul who is winds up being MJ's new beau.
0: And he's he is a native of this other dimension?
1: I don't think stuck
0: so. there. He yeah I mean he now he he's got, a native. He got stuck there. He's yeah. he's stuck there in a tomb with all this other tech. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the neat thing, because you know I was looking at this Bad guy who we first met in Amazing Spider-Man 355, I think.
0: forever ago. Like 10, 15 years ago. So long
1: ago. And I was like, this guy, who cares about this guy? Not me. I still don't care about this guy. But what I do care about is kind of the neat idea. Remember when Jerry Michael Straczynski came along and he started talking about spider totems? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, This actually pulls from that as well. Mm -hmm. And then we get, um, what did he call them? Uh, Quantum.
0: Symbology of like the power of symbols. Yeah, uh, like math, um, totems, glyphs, uh, this science that he studies and the emissary studies is the mm-hmm. idea that um, symbols have power. And in some sort of configuration, you're able to harness that power, whether it be with tech or with travel or with anything else. And these guys were obsessed with it. And kind of that's that's the source of all this stuff. You know, like all the all the the emissary, this this Ruben guy, Rabin, Rabin has yeah. these symbols all over his body, it's to harness those types of powers. Yeah. So like Quantum Symbology. There you go. It's, it's it's cool. It's like it's a it's it is very comic booky. In yeah, in the yeah. most uh um positive way. Yeah, yeah,
1: agreed. Um what did you think?
0: I thought this was fun as hell. Like yeah. I um I, I really didn't like that first issue, but it was enough to kind of like, all right, so where are we going? Uh this idea that um I guess spoiler free this idea that uh, what the spider symbol kind of is, is really funny
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, (laughs) harnessing that kind of power. Um, I love the idea of Peter just kind of like being able to, Oh, let me play with this tech. I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Got it. (laughs) um, And I saw what was going to happen a mile away, but I'm I'm actually really okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that the issue ends at that first moment of this whole run. Uh, it happened a little fast i'm like oh that reveal is only the beginning of the story and i thought like it's um these are all very um familiar comic book tropes Mm -hmm. but zeb wells just does them so well i just play along with it and it's fun yeah this is just fun yeah i like it's
1: just really fun Mm spider-manning
0: yeah spider-man's well
1: uh all right Oh, I'm going to give it a pretty fresh. Oh,
0: yeah, pretty fresh for me. I'm enjoying this run. 22 issues in, and I'm still having fun. I I want to talk about one more book really fast that you have not been reading, but I've just been enjoying how bug nut it is. Yeah. It's Punisher number 10 by Jason Aaron, with art by Jesus Saez and Paul Ezezeda. Oh, Ezezeda, is he back? Uh, Well, he's been, the whole time, he's been doing, um, both artists do different eras of... uh, Frank. Yeah. So, as Zeta is doing the flashbacks of th- him and Maria married and the bar fights and weird shit he gets into while Jesus Aiz is doing the just absolutely insane hand uh, demon. Yeah. Uh, uh, the beast stuff with Punisher. So, like, um, I guess the, the pitch of this is just that um the hand has been grooming Frank Castle for decades to become the, uh, like right hand of the beast, mm-hmm. uh, the, the God of murderers, the, the just saint of killers, if you will. I, what, I, the terminology is malleable. Uh, yeah. the whole first chunk of this was, you know, they, they bring his wife and his kids back and he's mm-hmm. going to do whatever he want, they, they want for him. Um, but they're only able to get the, the wife back. So he's just fighting for Maria. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. He murders so many people, keeps getting powers. And now it's to the point where he's walking on water, flying, able to see people as their sins Mm -hmm. and knows if he should kill them or not.
1: That's awesome. Um, Really takes a lot of the guesswork out of punishing.
0: uh, Basically. Which, Uh, which, you know, the the way that this issue ends, I think he kind of realizes that also. Um, But it's just, this is ridiculous, mm. and but it's working. Mm. I, I really, really am enjoying it because, I mean, it's wildly different than other Punisher books, yeah. um, uh, but it's not a betrayal of any of those other Punisher books. Mm-hmm. Even the flashbacks that they're doing, Jason Aaron is filling in some gaps, you know, like the first person that Frank killed. Oh. Uh, he was a boy at the time, and it's just like he paints that picture, um, he paints paints a different picture of PTSD how they decided to have children when they decided to have children all of this stuff is like new information but it's not negating any of the information that we had before yeah. but then it's juxtaposing it with this really insane godlike powers of the Punisher mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it should gel with yeah. this character but I'm having so much fun yeah. with it and the the art by Jesus Saez is just oh, so freaking what? good
1: next level man that um, is some nice art
0: the uh the first this is issue 10 it's a 12 issue series um the first six oh. i think are getting at, at least that's how it was originally solicited and it oh. seems like it's ramping up to the end Oh, okay um the first six have been collected and it's basically punisher versus Ares, the god of war yeah and it's awesome yeah. it's just straight awesome so i would i would highly suggest picking up this first trade it's really Very fun. cool
1: yeah. Yeah, I get a little bored. You know, there's a fine line when you're reading Punisher stuff, when I'm reading Punisher stuff, between Oh, okay, oh look, there's a mob there's a house full of mobsters and they're having dinner and Punisher goes in and he kills them all, and that's the issue. Okay, cool. We've done that nine thousand times. And then sometimes we get Punisher um, Marvel Knights, where he's like an avenging angel with a yeah. glowing symbol on his forehead, and he's able to materialize supernatural weapons and I stuff. I skipped that. Yeah, mm. it was not good. Um, this sounds fun. I read the first couple of issues of this, uh, just because I love Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. and he really does have a way to come into a book and do big, bonkers, kooky shit, and still feel like uh, it it works. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's...
0: Um, it's- that's pretty much it big bonkers wanky shit yeah. worky sh- wonk- wonky, wonky. Big, big wanker bonky? wanker shit wanker shit yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's really fun <laughs> and I do I enjoy like um, the Punisher is just there's only so much you could do at least in my estimation there's only so much you could do with that like baseline of his characterization yeah, yeah. I do enjoy when they go crazy and then revert yeah. it. So like yeah, yeah. Frankencastle, I thought was stupid, but fun. Yeah. And it went back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, him trying to be a superhero, uh, a la the Civil War era. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. It was crazy. That's cool. Let's revert back. Like, yeah. I, I think that the character is malle- malleable mm-hmm. enough to just kind of like go really, really crazy and then kind of Bring ease back. it back yeah. to keep that baseline fresh. hmm you know, like what's better? It would be, it'd be great to read just a basic mafia Punisher book after it goes to the wall yeah. here. And then we come back like a year later and do a simple story and it keeps it kind of fresh.
1: Speaking of Jason Aaron and Punisher, I do want to say there is a really great Jason Aaron run that he's already done on the Punisher.
0: Punisher Max with Dylan. Punisher
1: Max with, um, d- d- Steve, Steve Dillon. Yeah. I think Max Dillon. like, no, that's the Electro. Um, very very good. I think that also was about 12 issues and it was an alt, like a elseworlds version of Frank where he's already like 65 years old. He's been doing this a very long time. And now we're starting to introduce uh Bullseye, Kingpin, Electra, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Very very good book.
0: Yeah, uh I actually read it for the first time a couple like 2 3 years ago Yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah. Um it's it's I want to say it's like 16 17 issues. Oh, is it, it came out in a it's the it's like volume six of Punisher Max Collected uh, s- Edition. Seven. Seven. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was good. The only thing that uh, Steve Dillon is one mm. of the best artists that's ever lived. Yeah. But everyone looks about 20 years too young. Yeah. Like they keep, the story keeps telling me that he's 60, nearly 60, but he looks beautiful with jet black yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a sight. uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) A sight to behold. He's a wonder.
0: (laughs) I I think this series is pretty fresh, and I'm very excited to see where it's going next. Great. Uh, Especially if it's got a kind of stake in the ground ending, which I'm hoping it'll have. What does that mean? Uh, Putting your flag in the ground, a stake in the ground. Mm -hmm. Oh, like that? it's done. A definitive. We're done. A definitive ending of some point. Unlike
1: Hickman's (laughs) X-Men.
0: Well, yeah. If Hickman leaves the book, like if Jason Aaron leaves this book and it's just... uh, Amorphous as to what's yeah. happening next, then yeah, sure, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be fine. But it's he went about this seemingly telling a very specific story with a finite conclusion. Yeah, just the way that it's presented, I'm I'm looking forward to the end, Great. whether that's 12 or 13. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, and hey, that's very fresh. Or yeah, I think it's fresh. very fresh. Well, like if I'm do, the, this issue alone, pretty fresh. The yeah. whole series, very fresh. Very I'm fresh. very, very much enjoying this. Noise. Yeah. All right. Um. So. Where can the people find you? This is the last of the books this week. Oh, is there anything else you're looking forward to this week? Uh, New nope. Nightwing? I can't think of a single. New oh, World's sure. i have to catch up on Nightwing, though. You you are a garbage. I'll tell
1: you what. I'm. You know what? Yes. I. You have made me read the Jason Aaron Avengers run. Yep. So I have started with issue one. I am now about to get into the War of the Vampires. That's my favorite run. Blade has joined the Avengers. And I am catching up on that. And that has been uh, just a dollop of delicious fun. Really Did you get to
0: it. child thing yet? No. Okay.
1: Oh, that means so, no.
0: Man things. No. A little a little man thing.
1: No. Oh, I've, I've, I know what you're talking about.
0: This is the best. <laughs>
1: it's like little Jaro. It's
0: legit the best.
1: I, am I a sucker for... For little baby l- little versions baby of... Little baby versions of things? Yeah, yeah. I am. Like
0: chibi versions of things? Yeah, yeah. Starro, I miss you. Jaro. I miss you. If anyone... Jaro. If anyone's... Uh, uh, from DC listening to this. Um, hey.
1: Bring back Jaro. Bring back Jaro. Yeah. The
0: <laughs> so the cute. best Robin. Yeah. It's true. Saying it now. yeah, yeah, yeah. The best Robin is Jaro. Um,
1: you can find me at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic book store located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. Um, you can also check me out tonight, Wednesday night. We're going to be live streaming at 8 o'clock. We're going to be doing part three of...
0: Oh, the uh, greatest comic book movies ever made, not Marvel or DC.
1: Yeah. So... Check us out there. Like, comment, subscribe. Do all that nasty, fun shit that your mama wants you to do.
0: Yeah, follow us on social media uh, Twitter at CulpopGo. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk. at you later. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to
0: podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be
1: sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and
0: episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.